Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Let's Talk About It. I can't believe I'm on episode 10. This is impressive uh, for someone personally who, uh, yeah, has a difficult time sometimes with seeing things through. I, I think it's just I, I have so many ideas and so many things that I want to do that I kind of have a tendency to hop around a little bit, um, but I'm working on it, kind of like yeah, figuring some things out as I go along. I will say though, however, that the podcast thing um, feels right, I guess. And I think that's where uh, as a cue, like to continue to keep doing it because I do enjoy doing it and I'm not just doing it because I felt like I had to, which is a whole new like way of doing things for me. So um, yeah, slowly like learning, how to navigate life a little bit more effectively, if you will. Uh, all right. So today's episode is a monologue. I wanted to share with you guys uh, some tools that I've been finding helpful as of late um, with healing overall. Um, I'm pretty open about most things um, because I, I do believe that my experiences are things that can also help other people. Um, and so I think that's why I, I do share <laughs> some of the stuff that I've been going through, uh, not all of it, because I don't want to be, I don't want to, it's not TMI time, um, but I, I like sharing the essence of the experiences that I have been having. Um, and truth be told, I, am, I have been struggling a fair bit uh, with isolation. Um, it's been really difficult for me personally, um, in the beginning of like March, 2020, um, I, I mean, I think I was a little like fearful, I suppose, um, just from a, a confusion standpoint, like I think a lot of us were of like the uncertainty of the future of what, what was going to happen. Um, and so that left me feeling really uncomfortable, um, especially financially, <laughs> uh, and just like the, the future of my career, um, how I was going to make cash flow work, because unfortunately, I'm not eligible for any government support <laughs> during COVID. Uh, trust me, I have tried. Um, so I'm not eligible for any of it, which I think really um, <laughs> stressed me out on a whole other level uh, when it came to that type of stuff. Um, so financial insecurity, uh, being worried about the future from that perspective. Um, even my career took a complete turn, a pretty drastic one, if you will. I was an active practicing naturopathic doctor. I am not anymore. Uh, I am still a naturopathic doctor. I will never not be one. <laughs> um, I can't just take that title off. However, I am not actively practicing anymore. Um, instead, I decided to take the opportunity to kind of explore some things that I had always been curious about doing, um, but had never really taken seriously, if you will, or um, had uh, focused on um, as much as I was able to during COVID. So it's been a big career transition for me too, with all of that. Um, I've had a lot of uncertainty with my living situation. Um, I've lived in three different provinces over the past two years. Um, and I am an avid traveler. I usually am on a plane every six to eight weeks, usually. And I haven't been on a plane in almost two years. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that too, because 
Um, I know I'm not the only avid traveler <laughs> in the world. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of shifts, a lot of transitions, a lot of things to get used to. Um, and uh, yeah, the isolation aspect, because I am someone that does enjoy going out. I like being around people. Um, I do like my alone time, but being around people uh, to me uh, is necessary for my mental health um, in, in certain quantities, of course. Um, so in the beginning, um, I was okay, I guess, with being uh, not in contact with people, not in physical proximity to people. Um, and I think I got a little bit too used to it. Um, where it became a comfort zone thing, I did started developing social anxiety at one point in time where I was afraid um, to leave my apartment um, for a little bit, um, which was definitely, uh, I still have fragments of that. And I, I'm sharing this because again, I know, I, I, I know because I've had conversations with many of you that that's an experience that you have also um, had to varying degrees as well. Um, so that's something that I've been, I've been working on. I already have um, a tendency to anxiety um, as well as depression. And um, yeah, over the past two years, I, I've noticed as I look back now, um, the slow sinking of the ship, <laughs> if you will. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a struggle uh, for me personally. Uh, just dealing with everything and, you know, just going from like the beginning of what I had mentioned to you guys of, you know, where my fears were coming from to where they are now. Um, they have shifted a little bit um, in terms of uh, some of the things, but um, I think a lot of like the fears that I do have now are more internal related, um, which I mean, is a blessing on a certain respect, because it's, it's allowing me to be able to work through some really like kind of deep rooted um, insecurities or fears, limiting beliefs of mine that I have done very, a very good job of sweeping under the rug and just ignoring for a very long time. So, um, yeah, I've been also working through that stuff. Um, I have to say, I think I've been in some pretty low points in my life before. Um, but I, I feel like this is probably like the past month or two has probably been my lowest um, that I think I've ever experienced. Um, I've experienced uh, the the death of someone who was very important to me at one point in time in my life last year. Um, that really impacted me. Um, again, like the uncertainty, trying to grow a new business, the stress around that. Um, just so many things. It's, it's been, there's been a lot of stuff going on and we all go through stuff, right? I'm definitely, uh, yeah, I, I'm aware that we all have our, our things that we deal with. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm just sharing that just to add to the background as to where I'm at right now, uh, with, with some things and why I've kind of like taken a path, uh, to explore, um, some of these healing aspects um, that I never really have before in as much detail um, as I have been recently. Um, so that is why <laughs> this, this talk is coming up based on all of that stuff. Um, 
I will also like before I go into talking about some of the the tools and strategies that I've been integrating to to help myself is to be very clear that I am not doing this alone. Um, I have a really great support network of people. Um, my boyfriend is incredible and my sister is incredible. I have some wonderful friends um, who, so I have a resource of people um, who, who are actively around me um, or that I can actively talk to. Um, and I also regularly speak to a therapist. Um, this therapist in particular, I have been seeing for a number of years now. Um, and so I have a good relationship with him. Um, and so I would not advise you if you can relate to, you know, hitting some rock bottom moments, I would not advise you to do this alone. I don't think that you should. I think that it's important to have people, um, in your, around you and with you while you're going through all of this stuff and while you're working through it. Um, because never underestimate the power of community and connection. I do believe that it's really important. Um, and I would also encourage you to seek therapy if that is something that you do require. Um, and I will mention some things that I have been doing with my therapist lately that I have actually found to be really powerful in terms of making uh, positive transformations in my life. Um, so I will also say too, that if you guys haven't listened to any of the previous podcast episodes, I would highly encourage you to do so because a lot of the things that I've actually been working on are also things that have been discussed with some of our previous podcast guests, um, which is really cool. Um, so I will be kind of peppering it a little bit too, like some of the things that, you know, were mentioned in some of these podcast episodes, because I've actually been find that finding them to be really helpful for myself in terms of um, integrating some of these tools and some of the learning lessons that I've had over the past um, few months or so. So first off, I've always been into yoga, and I've dabbled with meditation in the past, um, haven't been like, overly uh, serious about integrating meditation on a level that I've ever found to be therapeutic, if you will, I find like it's a good like little reset. Um, but that's kind of about it. Um, lately, though, I actually came across um, a person called Sadhguru. Um, he is a yogi. Uh, he has a few retreat centers. He has a few books. Um, I've read uh, two of his books so far, and he also has an app. Um, and I've been following along his uh, Isha Kriya meditation. Um, and it's a chanting meditation or like a repeating of words meditation, um, which I have found actually really helpful. I've been doing it every night before I go to bed. Um, it's almost like a, it's on a trance meditation, but I, I am actually really enjoying it. So that's something that I've been doing um, that I've been finding helpful. Um, he's also uh, just following along with his stuff um, has helped me reintegrate yoga back into my life. And um, not that I, I was always about yoga from the fitness aspect. Um, but now it's I'm trying to integrate it more in a way um, that for like the healing effects or the mental health effects of yoga. Um, so I've been integrating like um, some basic hatha yoga postures into my day as well um, into a very simple yoga practice nothing too intense right now <laughs> um, but yeah that's what I've been doing as well um, so hatha yoga 
um, and meditations, which are, have both been from Sadhguru, um, have been very helpful so far. Um, and Stephanie Winters, as well as Jolene Donchamont, um, both touched on the power of yoga as well as breath work um, and being consistent with doing these things. Um, so if you want to learn more about the power of breath work, of yoga, um, how you can integrate it into your day, being consistent, if you need a little inspiration around that type of stuff, then I would definitely suggest checking out those, those two podcast episodes because I did find it to be really helpful. Um, Stephanie was talking about um, the identification of um, I, with certain things. So identifying with, you know, I am like someone who exercises frequently or I am not, uh, which I found really interesting too, just to evaluate my identifications with yoga, which I think just given my past are probably a little bit uh, more unique, I would say, than others, um, just given my history of um, exercise bulimia. Um, but I've been working on that. <laughs> so it's all, it's all a learning curve. We're all working on stuff here. Um, but yeah, I, I found that to be a really powerful message that was really helpful for me to realize uh, how I was identifying with exercise. Um, and then maybe why I wasn't so motivated sometimes to be doing things because it wasn't coming from a place of, of self-care. Um, it was coming from quite the opposite. Um, and then also with Jolene just talking about, you know, the power of breath work, which perfectly integrated with the readings that I had been doing with Sadhguru, um, with the books by Sadhguru, um, that I found really handy. Um, so I would definitely suggest looking into those things because that's kind of been like the foundation um, of a lot of the other stuff that I've been up to. Um, next, I've been allowing myself to be more creative. Um, so creativity to me um, comes from a bit of a human design element, um, which Sana on episode nine um, had discussed human design with us. And there are elements of human design. Human design to me is almost like astrology in a sense where it's like, it's always the tip of the iceberg of trying to understand um, more and more and more about it and how you can actually apply it to your day-to-day -day life. Um, and so what I've noticed lately is that um, allowing myself just to have complete uh, freedom to be creative is really important for me personally. I'm a four, six splenic manifester in human design. Um, so having like my own outlet of my own ideas um, is something that for me personally is really important. Um, and I noticed as well that, you know, I think just because of the world that we live in too, that um, I was, I was always um, responding to other people or being influenced by other people. Um, and I even noticed that with like how I've, how I've done things in my business in the past has been based on what other people have told me to do as opposed to how I want to do things. Um, so I've been giving myself this space to kind of learn that stuff, which is its own form of creativity for me. Um, so formulating, uh, products, um, just being creative with writing is something that I enjoy as well. Um, I also do like, uh, mandala drawing, drawing. So I like coloring, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. I, I do really enjoy doing those types of things. Um, so that's been great. And I will kind of, kind of segue into that too talking about social media, which we did with Mal Ryan, 
Um, and we, we will talk about that a little bit more in a future podcast episode as well. Um, but I, social media is not a healthy place for me to be. Um, and I, I think I'm trying to learn how can I make it a healthier place for me. Um, but I do find that more often than not, it can, it's a triggering place for me. Um, which is not a bad thing. Never say, never think that triggers are bad. I think triggers are opportunities for you to grow, for you to learn. Um, and that's great and all, but it's also overwhelming sometimes when it's like everything's constantly triggering you. Um, so I have actually made a point to um, lessen my social media exposure. Um, that does include uh, muting. <laughs> a lot of people on my feed um, or unfollowing, but I think I've actually started muting people more than anything else. Um, just because it's it's not that their stuff is offensive to me or negatively triggering, um, but it influences me. And as someone, again, human design stuff, as someone is a manifester, um, it, it kind of messes with my creative potential. I, I personally find, and I've really noticed that too. So um, I, I've taken out all those things that I've noticed that I've been influenced by and I've kind of backburnered them for now until, until I feel like I can go back to them, um, from a space of, um, knowing or understanding, just being mu that much more conscious of how much of a sponge am I being to other people's influence. Um, so that's been, that's been a big deal. Um, I think even like to expand that too, to not just me personally, but like, I personally think that if we all stopped listening to the news, that the world would be a better place. <laughs> um, I think just recognizing those things that, you know, we might be getting too involved in. Um, yeah. And taking a step back um, will kind of help you recalibrate. It helped me recalibrate. Um, to help me realize, you know, what I actually wanted to do. Like I, some of the new products that I just recently formulated would not have been formulated had I been continuously on Pinterest and Instagram uh, looking uh, like and being exposed to what other people are doing, what other companies are doing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. And it, it, there's always this like not enoughness that I found was going on. So um, yeah, I've, I've cut myself off from that. Um, and I've taken a step back from it, that not enoughness thing I'm going to talk about in a second too, uh, in one minute. So the next one is exercise. Um, I know obviously exercise is great. We all know this if we're doing it in moderation, of course. Um, when I say exercise, I actually, I am not a high intensity exerciser by any means. Um, I, I do not, my body does not like high intensity exercise. In fact, I find that it, it makes me, it transitions my body to almost feel more inflamed. Um, and I've noticed that time and time again, because I've like, you know, you see these people like, oh yeah, hit, hit workouts are great. Or like, you know, you should do like intense cardio and then add in these weights and just reps and sets and whatever. And that's great. And all of someone is into that stuff. Um, I, however, am not, and I have tried and tried and tried over and over and over again, thinking that, oh, this is good. Everybody else likes this. So I should try to learn how to like it too, or, you know, I can get results from doing this or what have you. Um, and again, manifesto related stuff here, but that just doesn't work for me. Um, I need to beat to my own drum. Um, and 
exercise is definitely one of those things that I've noticed uh, with that. So my body composition um, has never been better than when I am doing things like yoga um, and regular walking. Um, and recently I've kind of added in some spinning, um, but with the spin, uh, that, that circle thing at the bottom, I don't, I don't, I'm not a spinner. I don't know anything about this except how to sit on the bike. <laughs> and even that I'm probably not doing it right. Uh, just to turn it up. I turn it up uh, fairly high. Um, GNC, I think is what they're called cycling network on YouTube. I only do the 20 minute ones. I don't really, I'm not really interested in doing any more, but I've noticed some pretty major transformations um, in terms of my body composition and also how I feel. Um, so that's been great too. Walking in particular though, I wanna talk about that because walking, especially outdoors is, is so powerful um, for mental health. There's a reason why there's forest bathing or forest therapy, um, especially in Japan has become a really big deal. Um, it also helps support your immune system. Um, there's so many great things about getting outside and walking outside, being in touch with nature um, that I think um, as humans living in the society that we live in, we've definitely lost touch with our integration with nature and we are of nature. So getting outside and being in nature as much as possible is like the utmost best thing you could possibly do for your mental health. And, you know, I noticed it immediately too, that when I'm, when I'm out walking in the bush, I feel so much better. It's like, it's just like, I can breathe again. That's kind of how I feel. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that you guys experience that too, or that if you don't walk outside regularly, that you start doing it and perhaps you'll notice that as well. Um, also with walking, cycling is also the same thing here too, a little bit with yoga as well, where there's the left side and the right side. So you've got the, like the movement of the gait or, you know, when you're spinning, um, and the left side, right side integration, um, kind of segues into the next thing I want to talk about, which is called EMDR. Um, and so EMDR is, uh, the eye movement, um, uh, therapy technique. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail about it. I'm just going to tell you about my experience of it. Um, but what I find great about the, the EMDR technique is that the whole idea of the integration of the uh, left brain and the right brain or the left hemisphere or the right hemisphere, yin and yang type thing, which like if we want to kind of go a little bit more from like a spiritual or um, traditional medicine perspective, um, that whole yin and yang integration, which I, I feel like a lot of people are out of touch with. Um, masculine, feminine, that not male, female, masculine, feminine, and the, the, the synergistic integration of the two to complement one another, not to have one more dominant than the other. Um, and then this is where like walking uh, has that like hypnotic left, right movement, spinning, same thing, yoga, you're always doing the left side and the right side. Um, so there's this, there's this really interesting integration with these types of movements um, that then correlate and correspond with this EMDR. Um, and so I've been doing EMDR with my therapist lately, um, and I have found it so helpful, so helpful. Um, and so what we do is, so we kind of, we'll talk about an experience and then, you know, if something's kind of triggering for me, like, um, you know, that made me really mad, for example, let's just say that one. 
then, uh, then we take that through a cycle of the EMDR. And then it's like the finger. So you're moving your eyes horizontally back and forth as far to the left and as far to the right as you can go and tracking as you go along. Um, and then you do that a bunch of times and then you do from the diagonal. So the upper, upper left to the lower right, again, tracking as you go along. So you're following the person's finger and then same from right to left. Um, and then you kind of rest, notice what comes up for you. It could be a physical experience. It could be a new emotion. It could be, you know, wh whatever. Um, a, a thought that kind of came into, into, into play there. Um, what have you, and then whatever came up, it's that might need to be taken through another EMDR cycle. Um, and I've been finding it really, really helpful. Um, it's, it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> I can't describe it as any other way. I just, I feel like it's magic. Um, it's really helped me, um, take a step back from being so involved in how I'm feeling um, and also being able to bring up like past uh, trauma, if you will, uh, with feeling like I can do something about it where I'm being actionable, actionable about it because I feel like just simply talking about it doesn't really help me um, personally. Um, I think I've, I think I've over talked about a lot of, a lot of things in therapy. Um, and I, there's definitely a different way to, to work on things. And so, um, the EMDR to me personally has been a huge transformation. Um, I also, when I was working on the mindset lab, um, Bessel van der Kolk, um, wrote, uh, what's the, the body keeps the score is the book that Bessel van der Kolk had written. And it was kind of what inspired me creating the mindset lab. Um, and he talks about EMDR in the book, I believe, or I was, I was learning about EMDR at the time as well. Um, and so I had kind of like touched on it a little bit, but I didn't really like go too deep into it. I do notice though, that having a second person do the EMDR technique with you, um, to be helpful, um, I know that there are also YouTube videos that you can find of like, there's a moving dot across the screen, um, but I don't think it helps with, with the full range of the eye movements. Although it could be something for you to check out if you're just curious about what it is, um, that maybe that would be helpful for you, but definitely finding a therapist who does do EMDR um, is not a bad idea. <laughs> it's been super helpful for me personally. Okay, next, of course, I, I do want to talk about um, being sober curious. Um, yeah, I have been for a little while. Uh, I think just living on the East Coast, maybe. Um, also, just being, I'm, I have a tendency to be the person that really enjoys going out. <laughs> um, I always have been. Uh, I like the party. And uh, so, I definitely have always um, had regular alcohol intake in my life. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's, that was something that the, the sober curious movement kind of learning a little bit more about it, because I think it's very easy um, for anybody. Um, you don't, we're, and we're not talking about full-blown alcoholism here. Uh, we're talking about uh, a life that, 
um, perhaps has too much um, an overconsumption of alcohol that is not necessary, is not, I don't want to, let's just say is not necessary. Uh, although for lack of a better term of how to describe that, um, because that's how I feel where it's like, I don't feel um, that having alcohol in my day-to-day life is a bad thing. Um, but um, I do question sometimes like, or get concerned sometimes about my capabilities of just being able to have like just one drink, you know, it's like, it's like a bag of chips. You can't just have one chip. It's like drinks are are similar to that too. And I think especially in social settings, which again, goes back to human design, um, that I notice that more when I'm out and around other people, um, that I'm actually picking up on sacral energy of other people who have this like motor, motor energy, um, that I'm picking up on that might make it that I end up eating or consuming more, uh, things than probably what I would if I were sitting alone by myself as an example, look that up in human design stuff. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, uh, but it is really interesting. Um, so with alcohol intake, um, I had noticed that, especially during COVID, that my in, my intake had slowly increased, um, and it was something for me just to be like, well, can I just go a few days without drinking and be okay with it? And um, I tried a little bit here and there, but then it's like, you know, you go out, and then everyone thinks you're pregnant <laughs> if you're not having a drink uh, because it's unusual, right? Um, and it just started to kind of bother me a little bit. Plus, too, it was like, well, is it, can I not just have like is it, can I have just one beer and be happy with that? Um, and then like move on with the rest of my evening and not have more than one. Um, so that was a big question mark for me, um, exploring that whole concept of being sober curious, what that means, what that looks like in my life, if it could help positively transform things, not just from a physical health perspective, but also a mental health perspective. Um, so Vanessa McAvoy had spoken to us about, uh, her journey to, um, living a sober life. Uh, so she's been sober for, um, I forget how long now, I think over a year now, um, maybe almost two years, actually, sorry, almost two years. She's been, she's been sober. Um, and then Jolene Donchamont also talked about her sober journey where she's been sober for a little over two years now. Um, and so I found those conversations to be super enlightening, um, and very helpful for me just to bring some more mindfulness into why I'm choosing to have a drink. Um, and if I actually need one, um, so I would encourage you guys to, uh, read those or to listen to those podcasts. Um, if that is something that is of interest to you, because, um, it definitely is for me, it still is. Um, and I've, I've definitely minimized my alcohol intake significantly, um, which has been, has overall just helped me feel, uh, better. So I am grateful for that. And then lastly, what I do want to talk about is uh, transit charts and birth charting. Um, And that's where speaking with Renata. um, So I believe that was episode two, uh, where we talked with Renata about uh, birth charting. Um, And shortly after that interview, I had had a transit chart reading with Renata and it was so fascinating. So the transit chart reading was for the 12 months. So this was like the end of November, I think I had it. And then so for the next 12 months to come, um, and I have actually noticed 
I mean, I'm always a skeptic on things, right? Because it's like, if someone says something to you, does that then mean that you're going to try to make it happen in your life? Right? I always have that question. Um, But I have to say that I don't think that to be the case, because a lot of these things that have been happening are not things that I would have wanted to happen or are things that are very fearful for me. Um, Like speaking my mind. (laughs) Uh, Like uh, learning to overcome the fear of offending people. Um, which, you know, I think that's also another reason to side note why social media is so triggering for me because, um, I'm con I, I want to speak my truth. I want to share how I feel about things that I believe in, um, or that, that I, you know, feel very passionate about, um, without offending people, which is kind of an oxymoron. Like that doesn't really work. You can't, it's kind of impossible. Um, so that's been something that um, I've been learning. Um, and especially recently, it's been more a thing where I have really noticed that um, I've been less sensitive towards the um, criticism of others, if you will, or feeling like I'm offending them, um, which is very liberating for me. <laughs> um, again, human design stuff, it's I'm not here uh, to be influenced by other people um, in that capacity. So it's more that, you know, I initiate and other people are going to be on board with me or they're not. And so with me, with me just doing me, I'm either going to help support people or they're just going to walk away. Um, And the fear of people walking away has always held me back from um, just kind of living my life the way I want to. Um, So yeah, it's been very liberating lately. And that definitely showed up in my transit chart (laughs) of uh, what to experience. And I've been noticing like recently uh, these shifts, um, like very recently, like over the past few days, I think, which is why that inspired like this particular uh, conversation that I've just been seeing that happen a little bit more. Um, and also the reintegration of spirituality into my life, um, of energetics, um, just bringing out that understanding of energetics, because I think we all inherently have it. I just think that our logic or our egos um, overwhelm us so much that we can't, we, we have troubles listening to it. Um, and so I've noticed lately as well that it's like, it's like it's waking up of this other side of me um, that, you know, has all it it's almost as if it's just been dormant. It's like, it's like a language that I know how, that I've always known how to speak. Um, but I just didn't realize that I knew. Um, so I've been noticing that starting to happen as well. And that showed up in my chart, which I found really interesting. Uh, yeah. And then the last thing I want to leave on that too, is with transit charts, I highly encourage you guys to go get one. Um, Renata does still do transit chart readings. Um, so her Instagram handle is at align with Renata, or you can go check out her links and stuff are all in the second podcast episode. Um, yeah, and I just found like just having an awareness of what's what's to come um, has been really helpful. Um, I think just because and it makes me it makes me feel a little bit more secure in in my experiences um, because at this point in time in my life, um, I. I feel like I need that. Um, and so it's been 
really helpful in terms of how I've been navigating things as I've been going along. Um, so I would definitely suggest that you get a transit chart reading because it was so freaking cool. And I will definitely be getting another one after this year, just because like so far, even after like two months in of this transit chart reading, and I'm already noticing like some major where I was like, huh, that's interesting that you said that that would be a great pipe dream, but I don't think that'll ever happen. And it's starting to happen. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Very, very cool. Um, anyway, so those are all the things that I've been doing that I've been finding, finding helpful as of late. Um, and I hope that you find some of those things helpful for you too. Um, as always, if you have any questions about any of the things that I spoke about, just let me know. I'm more than happy to try to send you resources um, if, if you're looking for some of any kind. Um, and yeah, just, just know that you're worth it. You're worth it because when you're when you're operating on all cylinders and feeling really good in your life and, uh, you know, truly experiencing joy, um, you can't not positively impact other people. Nobody benefits from you not being well. Um, so please, please always take care of yourself. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for being here. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.